You're listening to KKFM, the global social media coaching podcast. Hey, it's Keith Keller in Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to KKFM, something global, something social. Now, today we're going to do a series of interviews about visual marketing and graphic design and how this is mapping over the social media space in a huge way. We're talking to Samao Laguar, from, originally from Portugal, but now a Melbourne dude. We've actually had coffee. He's a, he's a real person who now lives in Australia. He's not someone I've just met on the internet. <laughs> so welcome, Samao. How are you? Thank you, Keith. Thank you very much. That was very funny. And thank you for having me on, on your podcast. I really you... am a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, that's the reason I say that is because, you know, I, I know heaps of people, and I've probably been guilty of it myself. We hide out in, on the back of our laptops, don't we? Yes. We sort of think we're doing stuff. We're hanging out with people on the other side of the world. You've got no idea if it's the real, it's the real deal. <laughs> That's right. Is, is that person with that glorious photo on, on Facebook really a person? Uh, or is it, I'm sure they're a person, but do they look like they, you know, they look like in their photo? So we've met, we've had coffee, we've hung out. And, uh, and now you're living in Melbourne. So why don't you tell listeners, before we get into the idea of graphic design, which you really are royalty at, you know, you're, you are really Thank in you. the league Thank of your you own. Thank you very much. <laughs> you really are. And I'm going to really leverage this with, oh, you've, you've even created a little link which we're going to share with our listeners just to show you people how good you are. But tell me about your story. How, what, what, what brought you to Australia? What have you been doing? What, what's your journey? So my journey um, obviously begins in Portugal um, 30 some years ago. And then at 31, I can say uh, I was a bit of a late bloomer. I decided I wanted to amp up my portfolio, my client list and just go experience um, another level of my uh, career. So I, uh, I, I looked online and I, um, I applied for a few jobs and then I eventually got picked up by Vistaprint. Uh, that led me to living the last uh, just about six years in Barcelona where I worked for them and I learned just so much um, in that incredible city. And mm. um, within the spectrum of business and learning and picking up more for myself because I want to, to set up, um, yeah, obviously my, my own ventures, uh, one day I, I took this course in, um, in KL, that's Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Mm. And uh, lo and behold, my current partner also had the same idea. She went there to uh, have this business training. And over the course of five years, we, uh, we forged what would be the next, uh, <laughs> the next step in both our, of our lives. And uh, that led me here. I've been, I've been uh, living in Melbourne for the last one year and four months. And that's now let, let, let me decode there because this is a very, very global story. Mm, yeah, it is. <laughs> a guy from Lisbon, Portugal, goes to KL Malaysia to do a course. <laughs> a girl from Melbourne, Australia, goes to KL to do a course. You guys meet. There's synergy. You move to Melbourne. That's right. Now, that, that's an offline, a real-world example of what we're doing online all the time. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah? Isn't it? This is like internet dating in reverse. <laughs> I have to agree. It looks Isn't weird it? when you put down to paper. It just—it's it, too much of a fairy tale. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it has to be made up. But no, it's real. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I'm playing this game with you about global is because this podcast is all about the global story. 
I live in Melbourne. I love traveling. I've got friends all over the world. And some of my greatest contacts and my JV partners don't live in Melbourne. And, you know, I don't actually have that many Aussie clients because Twitter's not that popular here and, and uh, social media in general is still really in its infancy, whereas in Europe and in the US and the UK, it's booming. And what you do, and I really want to pick up on what you do, what you do is add an extra dimension to social media. Everyone can tweet. It doesn't take very long to learn how to tweet. But graphic design and visual marketing is an art. Mm. And, and I really want to talk to you about how visual marketing is really playing a, a really a, an extra game with social media. It's really amping things up. What are your thoughts on this? Have you done much research or what have you, what have you found social media and, and visual marketing doing together? I completely agree with you on that one, Keith. Um, my experience is, uh, is always, uh, has always been one of, of uh, visual marketing. In Vistaprint, I used to, uh, to do a lot of um, working with marketing and analytics and decide on the, on the best visuals to put out with our campaigns. And I was a late bloomer again with Facebook, and um, it was already like two or three years until I uh, created my own account. But then I noticed how much of a visual component there can be in the social media world and how that sort of amplifies anyone's power, anyone's message um, to put out their own voice. And yeah, I, I've been seeing it grow exponentially over mm. to the point where it, uh, some businesses um, target um, their customers on online and social and create for online social media platforms. So definitely mm. uh, a big space, a big um, marketplace for design, visual marketing, and if, if you look around, just take a look at a feed. Uh, it, it is highly visual. Twitter will be a long line, a long string of text, um, but you know, you've got all these other platforms. You've got Pinterest, you've got Instagram, Facebook. They all rely on visual cues and, and visual stimulation, so I, I completely agree with that. And you know, the thing that's interesting about visual marketing is that you can get by, first of all, doing it yourself, and second of all, without visuals. But with 9,000 tweets a second, that's a stat, current stat now, 9,000 tweets a second, a billion tweets every five days. I mean, just to try and get your head around it, there's <laughs> one billion tweets every five days. Yeah. With, with that many pieces of data on the internet, mm. if you're a business and you want to bang, stand out, you have got no chance if you just do these dicky little graphics you do yourself. <laughs> I really want to give you the kudos here because your graphics are so extraordinary and I want to pick up on the idea of why that's important. We can all do our own graphics on PicMonkey and Canva and there's, these sites are bloody brilliant. They I are. mean, I've been using them too. They really and they give us a sense that our graphics are better than nothing. Yeah. And if you've got limited budgets, a very good place to start. I love PicMonkey. I use it every single day. And another site I really want to give kudos to called placeit.net, mm -hmm. which allows you to put a, and we've done this together, we, we put graphics inside a mobile phone <laughs> or, you know, a laptop and it makes it, it takes it to another dimension. Visual marketing is so important because with 9,000 tweets a second and, you know, a billion people on Facebook, how are you going to stand out if you just do all these two-star variations? You, you just look like a backyard operator, yeah? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Again, is this is this what you're finding that a lot of people are trying to do it themselves and they make a bit of a mess of it? Yeah, yeah. I would say yes, and mainly for businesses because most people um, who use Facebook don't uh, don't have a relevance presence in the business realm. 
they're there for personal reasons. And like you said, PicMonkey, Canva, and all these free online tools are excellent to uh, create your basic graphic and post it and, and have a bit of a, of a laugh or engagement. Uh, the moment you start trying to attract leads through uh, to your business, then it's another, it's a whole different ballgame. Uh, you start looking at target audiences, you start looking at your branding, you start looking at your identity. And, and the way you communicate is either very coherent and people know you're, you're in it for serious or you're dabbling. Uh, you, you're, you're looking somewhat below high quality if, if, if yeah. you get the meaning. And I, there's a couple of things here. One is that there's the cost of employing someone like yourself mm-hmm. because, you know, you've, you've got to pay someone who's a specialist. Mm-hmm. There's the other idea that, you know, we have a very strong mm-hmm. DIY culture here. I don't know if you've, you've noticed that with Aussies. We love doing stuff ourselves. That's right, yeah. We love fixing up our houses and mowing our own lines and growing our own veggies. <laughs> you know, we've got this huge idea around DIY. I'll do it. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I'm not paying anyone else. I want to do it myself. And that's great because you save buckets of money, but you can only get to a certain level. Like I'm a hopeless graphic designer and a hopeless web designer. I'm okay at podcasting and I'm pretty good at Twitter, but I I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. The moment I stop trying to do everything, I freed up chunks of time to get really good at certain things. And I, so I, I think graphic design is one of those things that people should be outsourcing. I mean, unless you're excellent at it, it's one of those things you should be outsourcing because visual marketing is the game changer. And I, I really want to play on this, and I'm, I'm sorry if, if you're listening at the moment and you think I'm a bit rant. I, I, I've got no agenda here other than to say that visual marketing is the future, and I personally don't believe you should be doing it in a dicky two-star way. On the money again, Keith. It needs to be done. And like like you said, there is a, a a huge culture for DIY over here in Australia. Um, I'm I'm impressed. It goes both ways, in both positive and not so positive, um, of a light. Because while everybody's got their own business, and I've never seen such a high level of entrepreneurship, uh, that also means that too many um, tasks are being undertaken by by owners, and they shouldn't be doing that. We all know uh, <laughs> football club owners don't have to know how to kick a ball to score goals or to, to get championships. They just delegate to their best coaches, their best players, and they, they trickle down the, the organization. And, and the same goes for design. Uh, and are you talking about Aussie rules there or are you talking about soccer? Oh, soccer. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that. European reference still. <laughs> yeah, European reference to football. And that's a very good analogy. The owner of a football club or, or the, you know, the manager yeah. of the football club doesn't actually have to be that good at soccer. Yeah. He has to be good at managing. Absolutely. You know, the guy who owns a bar and employs a band doesn't have to know how to sing, doesn't have to know how to write songs or learn cover uh, tunes. He just knows how to ma- needs to know how to manage the band or manage the pub and get people into the pub to buy drinks and buy song, you know, singles and albums and things. So we're now entering a culture of a really sharp duality. There's there's millions of entrepreneurs around the world trying desperately to do everything themselves and burning out. Yeah. Then there's the clever ones, probably only 20%, I reckon, maybe less, that are thinking, you know what? I'm really excellent at A and B. I'm not so good at X, Y, Z. I'm going to ship that out. And I'm okay with that because I'm, I don't want to do it. And I'm no good at it. So I'll just give that to someone else. <laughs> Henry Ford said, why should I learn everything when I've got people for that? 
You know, he makes cars and he made great cars and he's very famous and, you know, everyone's heard of Henry Ford. But he became famous because he shipped it out. Yes. He didn't try and make the car himself and sit on the assembly line and put the, the wheels on. He had a factory of people doing that. He ran the company and was the visionary for that. It's a very good analogy. That's so right. um, I'm going to wrap this up. This is the first episode. We're just introducing the idea mm-hmm. of visual marketing as a concept for the social media space. In the next episode, I want to talk about the real principles of good graphic design and why that's very important. Some things you can learn to do yourself, but really, really try and resonate with the idea of shipping this one out. And in the next episode, we're actually going to hear from Samao about how he he is a truly global dude. In fact, I might throw to him now on this, because we've got a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. Can you finish the show with the intro or outro for KKFM in Portuguese. Absolutely. I'll be delighted to. Vocês estiveram a ouvir KKFM, podcast global, social media, algo global, algo social. And there you go.